Good morning. Aldi's fire station is outdated, undersized, and it tends to flood. After a decade of debating over where to put a new one, county leaders are saying that argument is now settled. But not if you ask some of the people living around there. For Monday, February 19th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rens Green. Thursday night, people from the village of Aldi, preservation advocates, and historians packed into the Aldi United Methodist Church to learn more about plans to level three buildings to make way for a new Aldi fire station and the concerns some people have about that. The fire station they have now is old, run down, too small, and it tends to flood. The county has been looking at places for a new one for 10 years. And there's one thing they, the fire department, and the village all agree on. The site they have now, steeply sloped land on the south side of Route 50, is not the ideal spot for an 18,000-square-foot public safety center. But after 10 years of looking, including at one point buying a property east of the village before the neighbors opposed that one too, and then a lawsuit derailed the project, the fire department and county say there's no better option. Which brings us back to the meeting Thursday night, which was hosted by the Mosby Heritage Area Association, the Civil War Trust, the Aldi Heritage Association, and the Lovettsville Historical Society, and it was standing room only in there. Much of that meeting focused on the history of the village. It was an important industrial community in Loudoun's early years. It was also the site of a significant battle that played out in the summer of 1863, as Confederate forces shielded the march of General Robert E. Lee's army northward from discovery by Federal forces. Lee was on his way to Pennsylvania at the beginning of the Gettysburg Campaign. The project's opponents say putting a large, modern fire station in the village would scar that landscape, which has changed little in the 150 years since. People at the meeting also heard about the historic value of the three buildings slated to come down, the tavern house, the dry goods store, and the smokehouse. The county is looking at alternatives that could spare the tavern house, and some people in the village have suggested moving the buildings somewhere else to be preserved. But critics of the project say even that would still destroy the historic setting of the village. More than 4,600 people have signed a petition opposing the project. County Chairwoman Phyllis Randall and staff from Blue Ridge Supervisor Tony Buffington's office attended the meeting. One of Buffington's aides told the crowd that Buffington would welcome any suggestions for other locations and asked that they be presented before February 23rd. For now, the $4.8 million firehouse project is still being designed, but the plan is expected to be complete next winter. Go to loudonnow.com morningminute to check out the whole story. In other news, only hours after a room full of Lansdowne residents gave supervisors an earful 
about a proposal to put 101 townhouses around the National Conference Center, and only a week before the Board of Supervisors was scheduled to vote on that idea, the National's owners have proposed what Supervisor Ralph Bona described as quite significant changes to their application. The meeting was Thursday night between Lansdowne residents, Supervisor Bona and County Chair Phyllis Randall. She said around noon on Friday, the board received more changes to that application. Those changes have not yet been released publicly, but we are expecting them out early this week. The National had offered a number of considerations, including, among others, agreeing not to build certain other things on the property, like data centers, constructing public spaces like basketball courts and a dog park, and keeping the average size of the townhouses at or above 4,000 square feet. At one point, they also offered to make it all age-restricted housing, but notably, the Lansdowne HOA board opposed that one. But all those offers, of course, could be off the table again, depending on what's in this latest revision of the application. But let's talk about that meeting last week anyway. The people there complained not only about the potential visual impact, but the safety and traffic concerns on their streets. Many were skeptical of the traffic study conducted by the applicant, which both supervisors and the applicant's representatives in the meeting acknowledged did not cover some intersections in Lansdowne. By the way, as Bona pointed out, the county does plan to take over doing those required traffic studies uh, by itself in the future. People in that meeting also complained that they had been left out of the conversation around the project until recently. Randall said she would work on public outreach. And after seeing the unanimous opposition in the meeting, she hinted she was leaning toward voting against. So I guess we'll see if this latest revision will hold. We'll let you know. Over on Route 15, I keep saying help is coming on Route 15 north of Leesburg, and it is, but the wheels of government only turn so fast, and there is lately some opposition to widening the road. County supervisors took a step closer to widening Route 15 north of Leesburg as far as Montressor Road. Montressor? Montressor? Still can't get people to agree. Anyway, they moved a step closer to that last week by holding a public hearing. They've been working for a while to address the severe congestion and number of accidents on that road. Last May, a consultant study, the latest of many, pinpointed problem spots on the road and estimated it would cost at least $31 million to fix them. Since then, the counties convened stakeholder groups and held public input sessions, and although those meetings have been at times contentious, the debate has pretty much been about how to fix Route 15 and why it has taken so long. But lately, there has been a vocal contingent of people opposed to widening it. Many of those are worried about the impact of the proposed improvements on the rural and historic character of the area and about the taking of land to expand the right-of-way. Those include former District Supervisor Betsy Brown, who lives on her family's historic estate, Rockland, along Route 15. She was elected in 1987, and during her time on the board, she helped lead the effort to preserve Route 15 as a two-lane rural road. Others have argued that despite months of public meetings, the process has not been transparent or balanced. But the project also still has a strong base of support. To widen the road, supervisors must first change its description in the countywide transportation plan. That was the subject of the public hearing. The proposed change, which had the unanimous support of the Planning Commission, would permit Route 15 to be widened between the Leesburg Town boundary and Montressor Road. They'll vote on that change on March 6th. Actually, widening it will be another thing they haven't yet decided exactly how how far north to widen the road. And just a couple other little quick things. The main indoor pool at Ida Lee Park Recreation Center is expected to reopen Wednesday, March 7th, after crews repair a leak that drained the whole 300,000-gallon pool in a day. The leak was discovered February 7th. The leak started when a junction box under the pool's floor apparently just sort of fell off. The town will replace that piece, and to be safe, two others like it before refilling the pool.
And German grocery store chain Lidl will open its first store in Loudoun on March 8th. It will be in Broadlands on Claiborne Parkway. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. And while you're there, read about a debate over the weekend in Winchester, where seven of the 11 people who want to challenge Congresswoman Barbara Comstock for her seat, 12, if you count a challenge from the right, in fact, were on stage. I also didn't think I could really quite do the story justice on the podcast, but do also read about the prayer service and candlelight vigil in Leesburg Friday night in response to the latest rash of Ku Klux Klan recruitment flyers found in Loudon driveways. Again, it's all at loudonnow.com. On the Get Out Loudon calendar, today is the last day of Middleburg's 7th annual winter weekend sale. Stop by and cruise the shops downtown. Many of them will have discounts on everything from shoes to children's clothes to fall and winter fashions, along with specials in some of the local restaurants. Just look for the blue and white balloons outside participating stores. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, paint a mural on the bridge over the town branch in Leesburg that is not a terrifying vision of a train station under a menacing red pall to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.